Hey, this is dating coach Joshua Segafis. On this podcast, we talk about how men and women can level up their powers of attraction and desirability to take their dating life to a whole new level. Stay tuned. Keep listening. I'm about to show you how it's done. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Joshua Segafis, back with another episode of my podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about connection. My audio may be a little wonky. It's a really, really pretty day, so I'm out walking. Hopefully, the audio in these videos where I go out and walk around doesn't hurt the audio experience. It's just been really, really beautiful outside, trying to take in this nice December weather in uh, Missouri. I live in South Central Missouri near Springfield, well, in Springfield. And uh, that's one of the perks is that sometimes in the middle of December, you can go walking outside in near 70 degree weather. So that's pretty cool. But, uh, so I've been doing some thinking lately about, you know, the interactions between men and women. I've had some, you know, every once in a while I'll download one or two dating apps and I'll spend some time swiping and talking and you know doing that whole thing <clears throat> to try to stay present in that conversation I'm not a huge fan of dating apps by their very nature I think that they they kind of operate from a failed like the concept is good but the the methodology I believe is fundamentally flawed because I believe that trying to establish a connection with someone like an initial connection based simply on like a still photo and a bio by default is only going to work for a certain percentage of the population uh you know so you know what generally seems to end up happening is the vast majority of women get bombarded by messages with guys, you know, trying to get them to hook up within the first five messages. And the vast majority of men never get a message back or they get one message back and then ghosted. Or that, I guess it's not technically ghosting, but, but they get one message back and then never get another one. Now the upper echelon of men do rather well on dating apps. You know, attractive men who are very aesthetically pleasing to look at you know, who, who get, and, and, or men who, who look good and they get good photography done, you know, fare much better. They're much more likely to get the attention of the women on, on dating apps. But here's the thing. Um, the thing about it is that, uh, it's difficult for a man to prove his value or to display his value through a dating app, right? So, so it's not really the fault. It's not really anyone's fault. Dating apps just have, just have a much, it's just a lot, there's just not much to go on, right? Uh, so, I bet I've been thinking about this. And I've also been thinking about, you know, I've been, I've been doing a lot of work lately 
talking to men. I've talked to several men recently who have a lot of problems with women. They have a problem closing the deal. You know, they'll go on a date with a woman and basically they'll get friend zoned. And then she'll say, I like you more as a friend, you know. And uh, so in my own life, I discovered quite early on that, you know, if what I wanted was to be, you know, to have a sexual relationship with a woman, it worked out much better when I was direct and upfront about it. And, you know, and that's pretty much what I talk about is, you know, if you sit around and you don't make a move and you don't hold yourself, you know, in a masculine frame and display your sexual desire for the woman, she puts you in the friend category because, because that's all the information you're giving her. And that's kind of based on the idea that women, they don't want to, uh, this is a, over, an oversimplification, but they don't want to hope or, or to put, you know, to put hope into that situation like with you when you're not showing any sexual interest because they, to themselves, they think I'm almost certainly going to be let down by him, you know, because he's not into me. So I'm not going to invest in that or they rule you out because you're not interesting enough, you know, because you didn't display sexual interest in them. And that's really, and obviously that's an important thing. That's what, that's the whole point. That's the whole point of meeting in a dating context whatsoever is that there's some kind of sexual interest and then that will, you know, that will lead to, you know, engagement, connection, sexual escalation, and then maybe a relationship, you know, which a lot of people, that's what a lot of people are looking for. Now, the reason I'm thinking about connection is because a lot of, a lot of pickup artists, you know, and men who are into pickup and the gurus, you know, they espouse, they're like, don't, don't get put in the friend zone. You know, they're like, don't get put in the friend zone because if you don't escalate quickly, you're going to end up, you know, getting put in the friend zone. She's not going to be interested in you and you're going to lose your shot. And that's, that's true to a point, right? However, there's another side to that. And women, they will say things like, you know, if a guy goes talking only about sex right away, it's like a big turnoff, right? Mostly this is on messenger, you know, messenger over dating apps, you know, and in person, it's not, it's not such a big deal. Like I hear women complain all the time about being messaged, you know, very sexual things early on. Like that's all the guys are thinking about, but I very rarely hear about women complaining that men, you know, sexually asserted themselves in person. And I think that's because when men sexually assert themselves in person, for one, it's not as anonymous. Like there's a real person there. And so it, it sometimes tends to be less abrasive because men who have any lick of sense left, you know, you know, the men, even men who would, even men who would say things over messenger, they would never say in person, you know, because that gives you a certain amount of aunt, um, anonymity or whatever they call it, you know, you're anonymous. So he can hide behind his digital, 
is di the digital medium to a point. He doesn't have to say it to your face, so he's more likely to say it, right? There's a kind of boldness inspired by that, which is not a good thing either, I don't think, because it's synthesized boldness, it's not real. Because those same men are the types of men who, when they actually get you to go to coffee with them, they'll sit and they won't say anything, or they'll act really, really you know, almost afraid to sexually engage with you. And then of course they get written off and put in the friend zone. And so they, they think, well, well, what is the point? I did sexually escalate. I made it very clear in my text messages, what I wanted. And when we went out to, to the dinner or to coffee. I was trying to be polite and nice and then nothing happened. She just wasn't into it. And well, part of that could have been because when she saw you in person, she realized she wasn't into you. Part of it could have been because she just, there was no natural chemistry. But see, as men, we can create chemistry with women by, well, there's a number of ways you can do it, but, but when we really get down to it, the chemistry comes from being genuine and authentic. And I actually just wrote a blog post about this, why being genuine and authentic is the most attractive thing you can be. Right, And so we have to learn, as men, we have to learn how to engage with women in such a way that, you know, we'll have better odds for success. But we, we don't want to learn because we want to, you know, act like someone different. We need to change and evolve to learn the skills of dating and attraction. And that's a very subtle difference. We don't want to pretend that's the big thing. We want it to be real. It has to be real. If it's not real, you're not going to be successful because women are very, very good at picking up on deception and it strikes them as strange and it brings up a red flag, right? Not to say that it never works. Deception has been a tool used to get women into bed under false pretenses for many, many eons. But as a general rule, the men who are more successful are the men who don't employ deception. At least this is my observation. And in all of my experience, this is what rings true. It is not the men who are deceptive, who are successful with women, but the men who are genuine and authentic, who have the most success. Because that is a rare commodity and it's a high value commodity. And this is the thing is that it's even a high value commodity if the woman doesn't particularly like it. So for example, she may not like your direct honesty, but the fact that you're direct and honest and willing to say things that she doesn't like with you know, boldness and also kindness and respect is in itself a high value marker to her and she can't deny that and no woman would. I don't think no woman with any sense would say that that's a bad quality. They might say that the ideas themselves being a spouse are a bad quality, but the fact that he's willing to say them so, you know, authentically and with such conviction, that is in itself not a low value marker. That's a high value marker. And so, so you see what I'm saying there. Now, connection comes into this because, because, and I have this conversation with myself over and over again, and I'll be honest, this, this podcast episode is more about me talking to myself about what I think about these things because I, I go back and forth on this because this is a very delicate, nuanced line. The line between being authentically and genuinely sexually assertive and then the line between 
taking your time, being yourself, and letting chemistry happen organically. So, you know, that's kind of a thin line because on one hand, if I say something like, just be yourself and let chemistry happen organically, the default, well, the, the default and rightfully so response to that is, but that will get me friend zoned. You know, women won't take me seriously if I'm not sexually assertive, you know, in a, you know, in a productive and pleasing way, right? Obviously, you, 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 don't, you want to be sexually assertive in a way that is, you know, pleasing, in a way that's not, you know, terrible. You don't want to throw women off or make them feel afraid. You don't want to be grabbing their butt or, you know, grabbing their genitals in public without asking first. That's a level of sexual assertiveness that is not desirable in most situations, right? She at least wants to know you first. And she at least wants you to know that she's okay with such such a thing, right? Now, there are men out there who disagree with me. I have talked to many men who who have actually espoused quite different ideas. And there is something to be said for the fact that being so bluntly and directly sexually assertive as to grab a woman by the butt while on the dance floor or at the bar or whatever is the most obvious and direct way to communicate it because you know for sure you know, either she's going to slap you or she's going to get mad or she, or her boyfriend or husband is going to beat you up or get in a fight with you. Or if she's okay with it, you're pretty darn sure that she's going to want to go home with you afterwards, right? Because that boldness is a turn on. And so that's kind of the, now that's the, that's a conflict that I have put a lot of thought into. And the conflict being what is a man's responsibility to respecting a woman, right? And I promise this is all coming around to connection because all of this dances around that issue. And this is all stuff that we need to think about and talk about if we're going to understand the true and proper way to engage with one another on the dating marketplace. Okay, so... So what do we do with that? Okay, we see that that, that that, you know, while maybe shocking revelation is true, you know, at least to some degree, you know, that, that there are, there's something to be said for the fact that such blatant sexual assertiveness could indeed yield positive results and may indeed be the, maybe the harshest and riskiest and disrespectful, but also effective filter for filtering out willing partners and from unwilling partners. That leaves us with an interesting quandary. And it's like, well, is it right to do? And, you know, I've heard, I've heard gurus, you know, walk the line on this. I've heard people say that it's better it's better to be a little bit too assertive and for her to get a little bit mad at you than to not be assertive at all and to have her write you off as a friend, right? But that doesn't really give us a line. And so for me, I'm just going to tell you kind of what I think of it. Um, I think that that 
the idea, I think that the idea that, you know, you want to have some kindness and respect for women as a man is an important, is an important line. I think that that's, I think that that's a line that should be respected for a number of reasons. For one, you've got your, your reputation, right? So that's, that's important. Uh, obviously I talk a lot about being your own authentic self and not really, you know, caring as much about what people think of you, but that's a little different from nurturing your own reputation. That's, that's one thing. Number two, I think there's a certain measure of, there's a certain measure of empathy that's useful and proper for dealing with women. Right. So, you know, and I, I myself draw that line at consent and the idea that I would never want to do something, you know, that goes over a certain line against a woman's consent, right? So for me, you know, you take the chance at kind of brushing the hair out of her face, not grabbing her butt, right? Because that's more of an intimate thing in my, in my way of thinking. And so I think that women deserve the right to decide whether or not they want someone to grab their butt. And so, so I would, I would refer back to something more innocent and innocuous, you know, like for example, brushing her hair out of her eyes or, or, you know, maybe cupping her face and, and going in for a kiss while being aware of her reaction or, or taking her hand, these things are more innocent and they give, they give her an opportunity to experience my directness in a safe manner and in a manner that they can pretty much immediately let me know that they either consent to or don't consent to, right? And so that's kind of the idea. The idea is that you're trying to, you're trying to bridge two worlds and bring them together. You're trying to bridge the world where you show respect and empathy to women and you take consent seriously with the world of our, our natural primitive selves, which is where we, as men, we act as sexually assertive creatures and make our interests known, you know, not only in voice, because that's easy, but in action, which takes a lot more courage and requires a lot more planning and forethought. Well, planning and forethought isn't really the right way to describe it. It takes a lot more um, guts. And those in themselves are signals to women. If a man refuses to touch a woman and instead he's like, I'm going to need your verbal consent before I touch you at all. Um, like there are, okay. The, the, I'm, I'm trying to think of how the best way to put this into words. The official stance on that is that great. That's a great way to do it. And, and that might be a good way to do it in some sense of the word, right? However, I have encountered more than plenty of women. This is not an uncommon thing either. This is a very common thing. This is something that I have run into um, because that's how I, at first, that was my modus operandi. When I first started practicing pickup, I was very uncomfortable with the idea of touching women, you know, before I asked. And so, um, 
And so uh, that was something that I took very seriously and I didn't want to offend women, right? I didn't want to offend them. And so I would always ask and it got me, it really got me, um, it got me nowhere to a certain point. Like, I mean, you know, it didn't get me absolutely nowhere, but really, really did not have good results. One woman was really, really honest with me one time because I asked her if I could make out with her and she just looked at me like with this disappointed look. And this wasn't the first time. I'm telling you, this was a common thing, right? This happened to me all the time. And I was like, and I, you know, she looked at me and she was like, by asking it for it, you take all the fun out of it. And this was a really odd thing to me. And so I was like, why? Like, what about it? Because I was now I was curious. I was like, maybe I'll get to the answer. Like, what's the, what's the deal? Because I thought I was doing it right. And then she told me that the answer was because... Like if I ask for it, it takes all of the magic out of it. It makes it feel like it's not natural. And so that left quite an impression on me. And I had a feeling that she was speaking for many women who came before her. Many women in my life who had a, who had kind of, they really didn't react well to being asked first, right? And so now there's a, a, a very noisy minority of women who are kind of screaming for this consent, 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 literally, like, it's almost like, you know, don't do anything without asking consent, you know, and, but I don't think that they speak for the majority of women, because in my experience, if you treat every woman with that kind of, you know, barrier, they, they don't actually have a good reaction to it. Do these women want their butts to be grabbed at the bar without being asked? No, not necessarily. Um, I've never tried that, to be honest, but, but I'm telling you that in my experience and from what I've seen and heard, uh, and from what I've witnessed, that's not a good way to go. Women aren't too pleased with that. And for good reason. I don't want my butt to get grabbed at a bar without my permission. I definitely don't, right? Now, I have had experiences with that. And and I'll say that, you know, it's not very fun. You know, I don't really like it. And so I don't think that women like it either. And that's fair enough. Um, that is fair enough. But I also think that the majority of women want it to feel natural and they want to enjoy the masculine sexual assertiveness of like a confident man in a way that doesn't, you know, make them feel violated. And I don't think that that's too much to ask. And I don't think that it's too much to figure out. But a lot of men do have that trouble figuring that out. And so in my coaching, part of my coaching, I spend a lot of time on that because a lot of men are really, really mystified by this. And it doesn't help anything that women don't often say what they want. Like they don't say what they mean. For example, um, I was once coaching a gentleman who said that he was hanging out with this girl and there was, there were kind of a lot of red flags in this interaction anyway, but but this one really stood out as a doozy to me. And she basically told him she was sick of every guy only wanting sex. Like sick of it. Guys, they hang out with me. All they want is sex. They just want to touch me. They just want to, you know, have sex. They just want to get me back to their house. So they want to come back to my, to my house. Like that's all they think about is sex, sex, sex. I'm so sick of men wanting sex and not wanting to actually connect with me. And so he took that, of course, he was a nice guy, you know, trying to be a good guy. And he took that as, as thinking, um, okay, you know, then I'm not going to do anything. Like, I'm not going to try anything tonight. We're just going to hang out. I'm going to get to know her. Of course, being a, being a nice, respectful guy, he was trying to, he was trying to, um, 
He was trying to do what he thought she was saying she wanted. Now, fast forward a little bit, and she ends up bringing him home, bringing him into her bedroom, taking all of her clothes off in front of him, and then just kind of teasing him there for a moment. And of course, at this point, he's thinking, what? What, in, what is going on? Like, you know, she told me she was sick of it always being about sex. And now she's literally like, you know, parading her naked self in front of me. And then she lingered a bit. He didn't make any kind of move. He said something like, you're very beautiful or something like that. You know, I can't remember. You know, I don't know exactly. I wasn't there, obviously. Um, he was just telling me about this. And then she put her clothes back on. And then he thought to himself, okay, I passed the test. You know, I didn't jump on her. She knows that I'm not all about the sex. Fast forward about an hour later, they were talking, hanging out. And she literally kind of got mad at him. She was like getting like from that moment onward, she became more and more irritable and frustrated and kind of rude toward him, escalating to the point where she was basically kicking him out of the bed saying, I just can't breathe with you in here. You're just too close to me. Just get out. Right. And, um, you know, because, well, she told him she wanted to cuddle. Then when they were cuddling, she got more and more upset and visibly. And so, you know, obviously to me, there's a lot of red flags actually in this situation, but what it looked like to me, what was happening was this, this lady, um, she was trying to communicate to him that she was tired of men only wanting her for sex and nothing else. Right. But but that didn't mean that she didn't want any sexual assertiveness. But, you know, she didn't, she, you know, he misread that. And so what actually happened was because he failed to be, she gave him like every chance to the point where she even got naked in front of him and he still didn't sexually assert himself. And in doing so, she lost total respect for him, saw him as, you know, saw him as a man who never, you know, took any chances as a big low value marker you know, or maybe she felt rejected even worse. And that hurt her feelings because she put herself out there by literally taking her clothes off in front of him. And so what a slight that he wouldn't want to, you know, assert himself and, you know, and, and make a move because obviously that's what she wanted, you know, and men all over the world are just having that exact kind of issue with women. They don't understand. And that's the problem is that men, either they don't care at all about how she feels or they care way they care so much about what she feels that they're hanging literally on all the words she's saying and they're trying to discern like a step one step two step three method from her instructions when she's not actually giving them instructions she's actually just trying to she's actually just trying to um what's the word she's trying to verbalize her feelings but then what is actually happening is since they don't understand women, they think that that is all the information there is to filter. And they, they, they conduct themselves in that interaction based only on the information. So it's like a complete lack of understanding about female nature is what it is. And it doesn't help anything that women don't often say what they mean. They really don't. I, I cannot tell you how many times like, like, it, this is the biggest stereotype that has ever existed. Women say in their dating bio, not interested in hookups. If you are, just keep on swiping. And then literally that same night, they go hook up. Like this happens every single day. So often, like it just happens over and over and over. 
are they happy about the hookup? No, maybe not. They might not be. Um, do they do it? For sure they do it. Maybe they think because it's going to lead to something more, or maybe because they just decide, what the heck, it's better than being alone, you know, or, or maybe because, you know, the guy literally makes them believe that he isn't just out to hook up, but that is what he's out for, you know, deception and they fall for it, uh, whatever the case is like, <clears throat> you know, so, you know, um, that, you know, there is actually an evolutionary reason why women wouldn't want hookups. And that's not surprising to me. And that's why, that's why it doesn't surprise me when I see it in women's dating bios, um, and of course, men want to hook up. That's the modus operandi, unlimited access to unlimited women. Men want to bed as many possible women as they can in the hopes of fathering as many offspring as possible to proliferate their genetic legacy. Whereas for women, the goal is to vet the men, bed only the highest value men uh, that they can get, and then to you know build a relationship with him that will be mutually beneficial where he'll share resources and help her with her survival and the survival of her young, right? So that's the, that's the evolutionary modus operandi day for women. And so we see that hooking up doesn't help her accomplish that at all. In fact, hooking up is a very risky, costly affair for women, and it's a big win for the man. So it's all the benefits for the man, no benefits for the woman. Why would she want to engage, engage in such a behavior, right? But um, of course, not many people understand this because not many people understand the nature of human mating behavior. And so um, now we come around to connection. Now here's, here's the question. Here's the real question. How do you build connection, true connection with a woman without sexually escalating? If that's a real thing, right? Um, and is, is it possible that it can happen? And for women, is it possible to develop a connection with a man in which he will be willing to be patient and kind of just chill and go along with it. Like, you know, it, or is he always going to want sex right away? Is he always going to want sex right away? Um, or is he, are men pretty much always going to want sex, you know, pretty soon. And that's going to be required for connection. Right. And then for men, you know, there's a, a, still a question that bears asking, um, should you try to connect with women without sexually asserting yourself? Okay, so that's a lot of questions and I'm gonna to try to answer it in kind of a concise way. I'm gonna to try to be really clear about this um, because this is a very nuanced thing like, and every situation is a little bit different, but there are some things that remain pretty consistent in the, in the behavior. And so I'm gonna to try to kind of go over those things and detail them a little bit. Um, so for men, Here's the thing. You've got to be genuine. You've got to be authentic. Right? You have to learn about human mating behavior. And you have to learn about women. And you also have to, you also have to act of your own genuine, authentic nature. Right? Um, do I want to go on eight dates with a woman before we have sex? Well, it depends. It depends on how attracted I am to her. Um, am I going to agree to any such thing? Never. I will never agree to negotiate desire. Um, if she, she can tell me what she would like to see happen 
And then I will tell her, okay, I mean, I'm not agreeing to anything. We all will hang out. We'll see how it goes. And basically what that means is if I think she's worth waiting for eight dates to have sex with or whatever, you know, and I want to wait eight dates, well, then I will. Um, if I do not want to wait, then what is probably going to happen is I'm going to bounce, you know, I'm going to bounce and I'm not going to stick around. Uh, and that's just me being genuinely me, right? There have been women where, you know, there, there have been times when I met people and honestly, what it really comes down to is how into them you are. That's what it really comes down to, which comes down to marketplace value. I have been friends with women for a long time before we ever took our relationship to a sexual point, right? But the reason was because just circumstances and that's how I wanted it to go. And apparently she was okay with it going like that too. So you need to navigate these things genuinely and authentically while also being respectful. And you do have to learn about women. But see, the thing is that you don't learn about women so that you can act in the perfect way women want you to act. That's not even possible. And it's not even good. And I'm going to be re even more real with you. If you do try to act the way women want you to act, they're going to lose all respect for you. This is so, it's so bizarre when you first come to understand this. And then it makes so much sense because you're not a woman, you're a man and you cannot expect to want to behave in the same way as a woman. So stop trying. It's just not going to happen. It's just straight up not going to happen. So you've got to be honest with yourself, right? You got to be honest. If I meet up with a woman and I'm into her, I'm going to sexually assert on the first date. I'm going to try to connect and escalate. You know, I'm going to maybe, maybe try to hold her hand or go for a kiss, you know, whatever. I'm not going to be disrespectful, but that's what I'm going to do. And why? Because that's, that's, that's how I roll. Like that's what kind of man I am. You know, I, I'm the kind of man who's interested in women. I'm interested in making out. I want to have fun. I want to experience that intimacy. I'm not just dating I'm not just dating to sit at a coffee shop for hours and hours and talk, right? Um, I'm too busy for that. You know, I'm too busy. Um, I need to know that we're going to have like some kind of intimate connection. Like I want to see what our intimate connection is like. And if it's good enough, then I may invest more of that, you know, time sitting at the coffee house into her, right? But it's not going to be in reverse for me. And that's just straight facts. That's just how it's, that's how I'm going to roll, right? Um, and that's contrary to what women want. Women want, they want to know that you're willing to invest in them before they give sexual access because it's risky for women to give sexual access, right? But it's also risky for men to invest a lot of time into the, into the connection with her when sexual access is not guaranteed, right? Because men only have so many resources to spend to try to, to, you know, gain sexual access. And so if they spend that with, you know, one woman, maybe they could have had sex with five different women by this point for the same amount of effort. If this woman takes a lot of effort, right? So it's just, 
you know, and again, then again, it's not all about the sex. You have to figure out what your goals are. Um, for me, it's about, it's more about adventure and discovering new people and doing new things. Like I want to have rad experiences and I love sex. And so rad sexual experiences are kind of my thing, right? So I'm looking to have fun with interesting girls. Um, I'm not looking for five hours of conversation with a woman at a coffee shop. Um, if I spend, if I'm going to spend five hours having a rad conversation with a girl, it's probably going to be in bed post coital. That's when I, she's most likely to get me to spend five hours with her talking about, you know, the universe and aliens, because that's just what kind of person I am. I'm, I, that's what I'm looking for. Right. Because that means a lot to me, which is fine. And there's no shame in that. And I used to be very ashamed of that, but I'm not anymore. And there is no shame in that because we're all who we are. We have to be honest about the things we like. And I enjoy having sex with beautiful women. So that's just how I roll, right? Um, that's what gets my attention. That's what I'm interested in. I'm not interested in coffee shop conversation to such a you know higher degree. Um, that used to be very problematic for me before I understood that I had to be authentic and genuine about that. And then that really solved the issues. And now um, it turns out that it's, it's actually not a problem at all. It's not at all a problem. And I never have a problem finding that if I want it, you know? And so that's just how it is. Um, now for women, here's your approach. When it comes to building connection with men, this is kind of a, okay, so I'm gonna be real with you right now. This is, this is a little bit, this is a little bit different, uh, and I'm trying to think of exactly how to start to talk about this. Um, here's the thing with men. It's important that you vet your partners. This is really important. It's important that you vet your partners well. If you don't vet your partners well, what you're going to end up doing is wasting a lot of time on low value men. And this is what's going to happen. You're going to find that the vast majority of men that you're interested in are going to sexually assert themselves. You're going to, if they don't, you're probably going to not be interested in them. You're probably going to think they're boring. It's going to come off as weird and tedious and you're, they're going to come off as, you know, beta men who are pedestalizing you and there's no fun in it. There's no, it's not going to validate you. You know, you'd be embarrassed to go to bed with those men um, because they're not strong men. Right? So what you're going to probably do is you're probably going to tend to go more for the men who sexually assert themselves. And then a, a healthy percentage of them, what's going to happen is they're going to get in bed with you and then they're going to ghost you, right? Because what they were looking for was the sex. That's all they were looking for. Here's, here's the thing. It's really important for women to learn how to vet partners. And the way you do that is by looking for high and low value markers and by looking for deception and by looking at the subtle nuanced ways in which they treat you right? Um, are they trying too hard? Are they saying things that don't really make sense? Even though you don't know how they don't make sense, do they not make sense? Are they saying little things that really like rub you the wrong way, but you stuff them down because you don't want to deal with it? You know, are they, are they disrespecting you in subtle ways you know, that are just not called for. There's a difference between a man being honest and genuine and saying things that women don't really want to hear and a difference between, and that's different from a man who's actually disrespecting you sitting right across from you. Like those are two very different things. And you have to understand that a man who will disrespect you sitting across the table from you, uh, 
is the kind of man who will disrespect you in much bigger ways when he, un, when he, once he tries and he figures out that you'll tolerate it, right? Now, that's also different from a man telling you specifically things that you don't want to hear. You know, for example, he might, you might say to him, this is my business plan, blah. And then he might say something like, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I don't think that your plan is going to work because of this and this and this. Now, does that mean he's disrespecting you? No, not necessarily. It could mean that he's just trying to talk with you and trying to be his genuine, authentic self. And you may not like what he has to say. And, you know, you, he may not like everything you have to say. You, it might be the other way around. You might hear his plan. You might say, I don't think your plan is going to work because of this and this and this. Uh, and then, you know, you, that's not you disrespecting him either. That is him that is him just saying something that he thinks and trying to engage you in honest conversation, right? And so, 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 but this is the problem is that so many women don't vet their partners well and they think that he's disrespecting him when they're not and they think that he's just being himself when he's actually being disrespectful and they base it on feelings instead of on facts. And you do have to use your feelings to a point, but you also have to look at the facts of the situation, right? Um, you know, just little, little things, you know, uh, there is a, I could say a lot of things about how to vet partners. Like that's a whole skill that women by and large don't know. Just like men really struggle with understanding how to sexually escalate with women without ruining it and being disrespectful or being too weak about it. Women really have a hard time vetting their male partners. I hear, I've literally heard women say this to me like many times. They'll say, well, I usually go for this type of guy. However, I suck at choosing partners. And they do. And they know it. They know they suck at choosing partners. But that is the, that is the ancient female tool to help her not waste time on bad men is, is vetting, right? And so that's what women need to learn to, to do. And, so, and you've got to pay attention. And you just got to pay attention. The biggest piece of advice I'm going to give women the biggest piece of advice I'm going to get them uh, that I'm going to give them is this. Do not discount the value of honesty. Right? If a man will be straight up blunt, honest with you, like honest, and you're going to know this. Um, it's relatively easy for men to try to be deceitful. However, you have your gut instincts to help you determine if he's lying about things. And so challenge him, you know, get him to maybe admit some things about himself that are not so good or get him to admit his challenges. Or, you know, if you can get him to admit to some things that don't make him look very pretty, but he's still being really honest with you and he's being respectful to you, that's a pretty powerful combination. Um, and if he's also being sexually assertive to a certain point, you know, um, there's also something to be said for men who are a little too afraid to be sexually assertive, like not ruling them out right away might yield some good results, especially if you want a man who's not a player, you know, because you know, you know, since this guy has no game, if you give him access and you, you could wrap him around your finger pretty easily. Right. And then, you know, the odds of him, he, he would probably worship the ground you walk on because if he doesn't understand how to assert himself, then there's a, something to be said for he may just not want to learn. He may be the kind of guy who just straight up doesn't want to put in the effort to learn how to escalate with women. And so that's up to you. That's a low value marker in some ways, but in other ways, um, 
you could bring on a partner like that and they might worship the ground you walk on and you may you may be able to dictate everything you want about that relationship um, and they may be just perfectly happy with it because they've gotten what they wanted they got a pretty girlfriend who will spend time with them and you know have sex with them who will you know be in life with them and and that may be mutually beneficial for both of you um with that being said for the men and the women all of that everything that i've been talking about this is this is more like months of training, not, not just one podcast. I can't talk about all this in one podcast, but here's the thing. I'm going to, I'm going to bring it to a conclusion for men. The key is to be genuine and, and honest and authentic while also learning about female nature and male nature and human mating behavior and learning what you're dealing with. The key is not always to act in a way women like. The key is to act in accordance with your own true masculine nature and to understand what you need to do to allow women to be their true feminine selves. There are some things you can't push and you shouldn't push, like grabbing a girl's butt at the bar. And there are some things that you can push, such as, you know, I don't negotiate desire. Um, you know, I'm going to be myself. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to agree to things that I don't like. I'm not going to agree to things I don't want. I'm not going to say what you like just to make you like me, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So there are things you can push and there are things you can't and things you should and things you shouldn't. And then for women... It's all about learning to vet partners the correct way, learning how to actually spot the low value men from the high value men. Because if a woman makes a mistake and she starts entertaining a low value man, that's it. She is going to waste so much time on him and so many high value men are going to pass her up because of that. They're going to see her interacting with a low value man and they're going to think, Ooh, I don't want any part of that. Yikes. And they're going to bounce. They're going to bounce quicker than a bouncy ball. And they're going to move on to someone who isn't wasting their time on low value men. Right? So for women, that is the big danger. I see so many women with high value potential, like so many, I look around and I can think of dozens dozens that I know right now. And I don't just mean that I've met on internet dating. That's not even counting women on internet dating. I'm talking about women in the real world who are wasting time on low value men and ruining their chances to be with high value men because they didn't vet partners well to begin with. It is a plague. And so for women, if you want to develop true connection with a man, you got to stop dating the low value men because you can't get a high value connection from a low value man. All right. That's it for this one. Uh, I did a lot of rambling and random talking about random things in this one, but I hope that it was informative and I hope that it helped you men and women go with grace. Never give up your power. This is Josh Segafis signing off. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit www.joshuasagathis.com. Catch you on the flip side. 